your story has kind of seen the growth of soccer in the U.S. like through your entire from playing to coaching. Um, and you talked a lot about how the like the community soccer programs, your club team was really important in your development to like how you played, how you ended up coaching and all that. Um, so I guess, what do you think is the state of community soccer programs now? It can be in this area overall. And I guess, where, where do you think there needs to be changes, how it needs to be improved and like what level of, of U.S. soccer as like a national organization needs to help locally to kind of build it? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I guess maybe start with some positive, right? Right, right. development of youth soccer yes we we didn't make the world cup but you know but the first world cup was what 86 in italy and it was hosted here in 94 and then we're and you know a big thing was uh u.s soccer we're now better than mexico well and 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 yes both teams win but you know i have talked to mexican friends who were like that was the worst day of their lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it really is. Like I was in Mexico talking to people and they're you know, like, oh, like that was the one thing they had on us, you know? But so we have gotten better. So I think you have to say that. We talked a little bit about my dad knew nothing of soccer. You know, what's funny about my dad is he started playing in an over 35 league because he liked watching me play so much. Wow. So that's kind of a cool thing that came from all of this, right? Um, He's at a cocktail party and literally he comes to me before a game and he's like, hey, can you show me how to play soccer? I got to go play. <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> so we, passed it, we passed it like three times. He's like, thanks, and goes and plays. He played pickup. He played pickup probably till he's 70 years old. You know? So, um, you know, so that's really cool. But so that family part, you know, uh, John knows my son. You know, we watch games together. We're the exact same person, right? We, sit, we don't say a word except cussing, right? And that's it. But we just, we, there's no reason for us to even be together, right? But we sit and watch together. Right. We just love it. But it's like a beautiful thing. Um, so we have all women's soccer, tremendous, right? You know, but but is it? Is that because of money? That, uh, you know, but I, I think that you have to respect, and, and John, I know every day we, we live this, totally respect all women that play soccer. Yes, sir. Amazing. So my senior year was the first year they had girls soccer in high school. Wow. And I loved it, right? Like, it's like, so cool, right? You know, I'm like, oh, Lance, show me this, you know, and it was just great. It's so cool to see them playing. And they had never really played, right? So, but I loved it at Whitman uh, when Dave's like, stay and watch the girls game. They're better than you. Right, and the boys, and it's, that's a Dave Green thing, right? Uh, <laughs> and the boys did, and nothing but respect. Same thing with Richmond. Huge fan of the girls' team at Churchill. Nothing but respect. You know, your team, we would scrimmage those girls' teams. Nothing but respect for that. And I think that's a pretty amazing, beautiful thing, right? To go from my sister, a tremendous athlete, having no organized sports to play, which is really sad. I mean, she's a good athlete, right? five years older than me never nothing she played softball one year or something right she had no organized sports to play so title nine all that so we have to give ourselves some credit for all that um so i do think that you know men respect women's soccer and that's a really big deal you know um i love nwsl 
you know. Um, John, we have quite a few of the spirit players come by ATD. Yeah, and stuff like that. And Andy Sullivan. I mean, just so impressive. And she was such a cool person, down to earth person. So good. So, so impressive. Good. Such an impressive human being, you know. And like, I didn't think she'd remember me, right? She's like, hey, Lynn, you know, like, oh, wow. Like, she's oh, a nice person. Like, she's a very nice person. Um, so that, I think, is awesome, right? Um, more girls playing soccer in the U.S. than boys? I think that's a fact. Oh, statement. Look, at, look at our camps. Look at our ATD camps. It's, it's, it's a proof. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, I think when we say more playing, and Raphael, this kind of gets a little bit to U.S. soccer. Okay. So one thing I did here once was the rest of the world actually really respects U.S. soccer for the U.S. in us, <laughs> which is we're organized, right? Mm -hmm. So we have more registered soccer players, of course, in any country in the world. So when you say more girls are playing than boys, it's more registered. Sure, right. What I'm getting to are Latino communities, poor communities. Yeah, these, kids, these kids aren't registered, right? Right. And probably, you know, and... I don't mean to stereotype or generalize or whatever, you know, probably more boys playing there than girls in some of those communities. You know, that's been a slower shift, I think. But so gotta give ourselves some credit for being very organized, because it's what we Americans do, right? And I think for girls soccer, those are two things. Um, and we have to have some patience because it is generational, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I always joke, I, I used to say with my son, Richmond, like, oh, you should have played ice hockey. And he's like, dad, you had me on the bench at Whitman games. Like, <laughs> okay, I was really going to play ice hockey. He's like, you're full of shit. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it sucks when your kid's smarter than you. But, um, but you know, we've so he's experienced that. What are his kids going to do? They're going to play soccer. <laughs> his kids are going to play soccer, right? I mean, and I, the second they're born, what am I going to buy those kids? Be, second they can walk, they're going to be kicking a ball. <laughs> Work on your opposite foot. Every mistake I made. Right? <laughs> so, so I think there's a lot of good, and some of it has to be patience. Um, but I think some of the things that we're struggling with would be talent identification, where are all the best players, and then the pay-to-play model. Mm -hmm. So if we go to Montgomery County, <clears throat> Somebody said something very smart to me. I actually would like to know your guys' opinion. Why not do it through the schools? <laughs> now, I'm kind of a less government guy. Let's not get into politics, John. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do. I, I think for the benefit of everybody, and you guys tell me, right? Because we're talking about different communities, right? And you guys are younger, so you, you more recently experienced it. You know, why wouldn't school be from nine to five? and the after-school program be part of the school, and to me, should be all sports. Now, it can be all music for that kid that plays the violin. It should be good, blah, blah. And then we work for the schools. Mm -hmm. right? That is very, very interesting. Because then you have a base, and then by junior high, high school, oh, a Silver Spring, the Blair area is soccer. Whitman area, swimming. Germantown, basketball and those kids that are academy level players at the youth level at the elementary school level throw the ball out and let them play that's it yeah. and if they stand around the corner and they don't play okay 
they're not players, right? What are they interested in? You know, is it music? Is it this? Is it that? You know, because there's a total lack of arts in schools too. You know, soccer for us is what makes me happy, but it could be music. It can be arts. It can be whatever. You know, and I respect for all those things, right? But something that's not just hardcore academics, but, you know, robotics, whatever it is they're into, I don't care. It's all good. And um, I feel like with that, we kind of have like a, a system for talent and identification in that, in that sense. Because now, you know, we have this program, you know, linked with school, but this kid is like really good. And we're like, all right, you got to go somewhere. You got to go to the academy level. You got to, you know, but if you, if you like. You're and, and, and you're given the choice. You're given the choice, right? You know, maybe that kid's a rock star, often the case, right? Basketball player and soccer. Okay. Keep doing both until whatever. And, you know, and that's where we have to figure it out. I'm a big fan of multi-sports, you know, not going singular, but, but by wherever age you want to say, ninth grade, 10th grade, maybe seventh grade, depending, you know, people have different opinions. All right, you're going to the soccer academy, the basketball academy, make up your mind. You don't have to do either, but don't think you're going to it in three years because those kids are going to pass you by. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the school system would be the perfect place for it because every kid, every kid goes to school, we hope. Right. Right. <laughs> That's you know, like the most. Also, <laughs> think about the kids' excitement to go to school, right? Quite frankly, the, the beginning, you know, you talk especially with elementary school, the kids should be exercising before school starts to take all that energy out of them, <laughs> right? So, John, another program I would love to do is six in the morning, be at every freaking elementary school, yeah. right? And how much would teachers love you and, you know, take all that energy out of you? Yeah. I know how I was. It would have been good for me to get an hour of stuff out of me before I went and sat in the classroom trying to learn, right? But um, so I think the school system would be a, a tremendous way to attack it. Um, now, we can't control that. Things we could do, you know, the U.S. Soccer Foundation's in Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. And that was established in 94 when the World Cup came here. And they give all sorts of grants. So my next thought would be to do something through MSI, you know, and we've talked about that. <clears throat> um, MSI is losing players left and right. So the big problem with the pay-to-play model is people are making money now. Once people make money, they're not giving it up. So <laughs> yeah, you don't just go to that guy who's making 130 grand coaching soccer. Hey, yeah, go coach at that school. <laughs> what? <laughs> and do that? <laughs> So that's always a really hard thing to reverse once people have money, right? MLS, you think you're gonna take those teams away? Do you think they're gonna have relegation? Really? <laughs> Good try. Good try. <laughs> and in some ways you can't blame them. That does not make them greedy, awful people. This, this model should have never been set up that way, right? But MSI would be the perfect place to do it through, to me, the thing to do, John, is recruit coaches. Right. You come work for us, you're a young guy, whether you're a college graduate or not, every year, bringing in Roy Dunchy. <laughs> he'll do it for half price, or he'll do it because we'll have 60 people there. Right. And you now have your C license at no cost to you, and you're 21 and you've never been to college, right? These young kids, you can make a living. You can make a living right now. Make a living. Absolutely. Right. You know, and I would love that. Yeah, go make a living, but you have to give us two days a week. 
for this long or whatever it is, you know. So, and we talked about it. So it's it's Doug, um, John, Doug Schusler, very good point. It has to be sustainable. Right. It can't be that Raphael, John, and Lance are really passionate about it and they kill themselves and do this for three years. And then we move on to life, other things, and it falls apart. So, you know, what could U.S. soccer do in the communities? That's a hard one, right? It's a big country. Yeah. <laughs> How could they possibly know what community to reach into? And da, 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 da. yes, they can look at, you know, different ethnicities and, and income right. levels and, you know, understand that. But is that really for them to do? Or is it for the community to do and bring something to it? You know, don't really want to bash U.S. soccer. I mean, how how, how could they? But I I know that the U.S. Soccer Foundation gives a lot of money. I know that Montgomery County gives a lot of money. And John, I know I was telling you when I was on MSI's board, kids get in the most trouble between two thirty and five. Right, right after school, you get together with six of your buddies. What are you going to do? Nothing good. <laughs> right, and that's why I thank God I had soccer. As it was, as it was, I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> if I didn't have soccer, I don't even want to know. But so those after-school programs, and again, there's a lot of people making a lot of money on after-school programs. They're not going to give up that. So, but that is the time, and and that's where you know it would be great get them at a soccer field. Like I, I use Watkins Mill as a as an example. <laughs> Whatever community it is, sit at that middle school and be like. You get a grant from U.S. Soccer, get some Montgomery County money, get a ten-year program or something. Nice, real quick. Um, you know, so we're we're second right into what to, into the next question, which you know, you talked about you know kids get into trouble between two thirty and five, and I completely agree with you because I've I've lived it. I've I've had some, you know you know you know. I mean, and you saw some some dudes fall off the track, right? Yeah, I have. I have. Right, you know, some guys that you played with, and and. So did I, by the way, where and off the track can mean different things. But, you know, there's some, some, some very sad stories out there of kids that weren't that different than you and I. And so my next question to you would be, um, is actually, what are some of the benefits, you know, of, um, you know, having more of these communities, of, of having more of these programs that we're talking about in, you know, in minorities community, like like you know, in black more, uh, like you know, in black communities, what 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 are some of the benefits of having? You know, maybe not like, you know, we're not saying oh they're gonna go pro, but having some of these like structured programs. You know, we're talking about having uh, after school program linked to school. What are some of the benefits? You know, in terms of you know, of of them maybe going to college or or them. Now maybe doing better in school. Uh, can you can you touch on that a little bit? Right. I mean, you. I don't. I don't want to say you can answer that better than me, but you. You seriously, you live that, right? Um, you know, and in your community was Jim Hayner and Russ and, and me and Bill right. Kettercut. What did that do for you? Like a ton. Uh, you know, like first of all, right. a, a big part of it for me was, wow, these adults they care about me. Right. right, and it wasn't just oh, if you're not a good soccer player, we're gonna 
never, never the case with me. You know, it was a baller. You know, we allowed you to stay on as water boy, John. Right? <laughs> if you're watching your scout, <laughs> but you know, look, we all have you know different things with with the male role models in our lives. Yeah. I think very important for for boys. Um, it's important for girls too, but it's a different relationship. You know, but I've had this conversation with a lot of women. I'm like, you don't understand what a dad means to a son. Like, we don't understand it. Like, to this day, I don't understand. My dad's dead. I still don't understand, you know, everything I went through in my life with that man, right? Because he was kind of a cold guy and this and that. And, you know, you work through that relationship. So having other male role models, I think, is huge, huge, huge. And particularly right. in these communities where often – maybe there's no male role model right so you know i think and just somebody caring period so yeah the the value is i mean it's amazing if you think think if these kids had that so one is not just oh you're killing that time and they're not doing something bad but they're not doing something bad (laughs) right away and that's a win for society that's a win for police, that's a win for their parents, that's a win for the school, and across the board, right? I mean, I had cops chasing me when I was in junior high. Like, yeah, that's not what they should be doing, <laughs> right? They shouldn't be chasing us for breaking windows or stealing hubcaps or whatever it is that we did, you know? Should be out there playing soccer. So I think, but then also just that you are doing something progressive, you get better at it in a sense of accomplishment. Right? How much accomplishment did, 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 does anyone feel as a as a child? You know, um, you don't get it so much unless you're really academically inclined from your classwork. I, I didn't put it that way. <laughs> you know, so I think it's just it's just massive, and it could just kind of reverse a negative trend of your badge you're going to get into. You know, and John, you and I talked about it. <clears throat> right? I haven't met your mom. But if we had a program that was really inexpensive, I still think people should pay something, you know, not, not a full scholarship, but just something to have something in the game. But if you misbehaved for three days and you were a total jerk and you were kicked out of that program, what would your mom do? I don't want to know. <laughs> mom, I don't want to know. You, you've been homeless, right? <laughs> you know? I, I, would, so, I would have been a choice to be homeless. I would be like, right, I'm out. I know. <laughs> And, and I don't want to generalize or stereotype, but I laugh because any Latino or uh, I'll say African parent who's ever come up to me says, you're too nice to them. Work him hard. Like, they're my favorite parents. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've never had anything but their backing. You know, not to be, but just to be firm with those kids. And they're right, right? In our fluffy little world in some places, that's not what you hear. So I respect that about those communities. These are, there are, your, your, your mom loves you. Your mom cares. She's got a lot going on though. Right? Right. You know? I, she knew where I was. It's like she, she was a single mom, just like, just like your mom, you know, and right. yep. she was working the majority of the time. So now she knows, all right, even now I'm working, I know this kid is with Lance and Jim at practice. You know, I used to, I used to, I used to take the, the Metro and Jim used to pick me up, or you used to pick me up. and go to um, take me to practice and then drop me off. And when I get home late, I got to take a shower, do my homework and such. So now. Right. right. Yep. And that, you know, idle time is the worst 
middle school, junior high, and I'll say particularly us boys, right? Idle time is the devil, right? It is the devil. Um, and I still kind of think that to this day, you know, stay busy, stay busy, because otherwise nothing, nothing good happens. Nothing good happens. So, yeah, and, but, you know, in credit to you, you hopped on the Metro. You care enough to do that. And I used to get so pissed at those kids that would be late and they were walking over from Jim's oh, house. Yeah, I, mean, I remember. John's <laughs> been on a fucking train. <laughs> and he's on the field and you're late. I love, love screaming at Jamil. Because <laughs> he'd try to argue with me. I'm like, really? It's going to be a long day, my friend. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, you know, it's unbelievable. But I mean, I think we should, um, you know, you know, you guys are, we can put together a group, but absolutely talk to the U.S. Soccer Foundation. I've got to think right now, things are really quiet. No yeah. It's kind of the perfect time to work on something mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and start a pilot program at one middle school and have three elementary schools come there and you're in this program. You know, this one would be soccer only, but maybe then we get it. A musical person. What's the lowest entry point? What is the, the I mean, because we, when we talk about this, it's so, it's so easy to say, oh, we can do this, we can do this, but it's not a, and, and not a cheap part. part, right. What's the lowest, in your opinion, just what is the lowest entry point to this, too? So, I know it's tough. It's, 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 it's tough. It would be getting, say, even several of us to, quite frankly, volunteer one day a week. Right. Yeah, one elementary school. Like, hey, we're going to be out here. John and I have Mondays. We're going to be here. Tuesdays, Matt and Andrew have. Wednesdays, you know, Papa and whoever have, you know. And we can take this many kids. It's not going to be that many. It might be first and second grade kids that want to come. And you do some skills work with them and let them play. And, and some of that's babysitting, quite frankly, right? You know, right. and that, that's something that we could do right away. You know, um, but we, we got, you got to get licensed, you got to, you know, anytime you enter the school realm, there's a lot of, a lot of bureaucracy. Especially in Montgomery County, it's so, it's so difficult. It is so, it's so difficult. Now, they will give you money, but another one, and that's, you know, another one, John, would be summer program. You know, that's why I've always loved summer camp. Why? Because it's all good. Volume. I can take that kid for free. I can take that kid for five dollars. That kid for ten dollars. No problem. They behave. They behave. Right. So you can scholarship away for summer programs. Uh, kind of the more kids you have, the merrier. I'd rather have fifty kids at a camp than thirty. Um, you know. So to me, summer programs are just the. the and there's no refs. You're not cutting kids. <laughs> there's not playing time. So you know, I'm a huge one with ATD, right? Was it 350 bucks the kids could come to eight weeks of camp? 40 days of camp for 350 bucks. Pretty good deal. <laughs> right? It's even worse than when you had Van Winner soccer. 250 for a week, now you do 250 for eight weeks. <laughs> Just for ATD members, today only. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and, um, but even with, you know, Jim, Jim Hayner, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys came to camp for, for very little money. And how, how do you, how do you, how do you, um, how do you feel about, because sometimes I feel a certain type of way that 
you know, I know the culture is different here than in a lot of countries, but I almost feel like I have to beg people to come. It's like, you know, A to B only. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing down the price. Come on, come on, guys. This is, this is, you know, I feel like, I almost feel like, you know, I'm like. I think it's a few things. One, people aren't the soccer freaks that we are. That's, that's actually <laughs> Every time I go to do a program, right? Like, so this fall, I'm like, I want to do high school prep. I want to do four locations, five days a week in the morning. I want to, why? They're not going to come, right? <laughs> yeah. But the other one is people are really surprised when you're nice. <laughs> people are always shocked when they're like, oh, wow. This is crazy. Anybody that's, anybody that's come to Van Winter Soccer Camp or ATD Camp, I had a woman the other day, like I just, knew her barely in passing and she's like oh diana's mom remember diana from last summer nice player um oh diana yes i remember yeah, yeah. she had the little brother it's a nice player that mom's like, and she still talks about that camp she had so much fun you know because the culture we created that camp everybody likes each other the younger kids know the older kids the boys know the girls and and again I, the, the big word to me in soccer is community right and i do wish msi did more there Right, mm -hmm. side does a lot of good things. Their rec program is priced properly. They help people out with the farms, the, the free and reduced meal program. I mean, it makes it $40 to play a season. Kid gets a jersey, which that's a big deal. Like, don't, you know that, right? I mean, a lot of the kids with money don't understand that. A kid wearing a jersey, his family going to a game and that kid being in a uniform is Mass people don't understand the pride that people take in that, as they should. Is there anything better than wearing a uniform? Yeah, I watched <laughs> the uniform. It was it was crazy. Oh yeah, I mean seriously, it like, brings a tear to your eye. Like you know, put on your high school jerseys a big deal. It's a big deal. Now it's a big deal to me. You know, just but then for people that couldn't afford to buy that jersey, I mean that's an amazing and amazing thing. You know. And that's a sense of pride. I mean, that's huge. That's something you never forget. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so hard. I mean, I don't to answer the question. I don't know what U.S. soccer could do, right? I mean, they have that foundation. They'll give you money, but you're going to have to figure out a lot. So you, it's something that you know. It's not. We're not. Well, I'm not going to say it's. You know, something that the community do. But they have, the community needs to start it. They, like take the initiative and get U.S. soccer involved in a way. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think MCPS would would probably be a good partner. Um, I do like the coaching licensing angle because coaching training the, is very important. Yeah, I agree yeah, with the you. coaches. That's what you need, right? Mm -hmm. I need Raphael to want to come out two days a week. Right, he'll right. do that for a year because he's a really nice guy, right? right? But then he's like, ah, my job, my girlfriend, I got. This, this, you know, and we, we have life. Well, okay, but hey, but hey, Raphael, okay, now you're going to get your C license. Now this, and you know what? I also talked to DC United, and you can internship there one day a week. And you, you know, talk to them for me. Build that, <laughs> you build that community and do it that way. You know, because look, once you have your C license, pretty solid, pretty solid. I mean, yeah. You can definitely go out there and do some coaching. I guess so. Since you you were talking about the licensing, and then me and John have talked about this before, um, do you think 
that the licensing, at least how it's structured right now, has kind of causes a barrier because of like the amount of time or the money, especially that it costs to take all yeah. these courses and get it. So yes, yes, it's so brutal. And you look at that course catalog and you try to find time, you know. And I always say, the only thing that stops me from loving soccer is soccer, right? <laughs> why are you making it so hard? For me? How can I take that course when you know I'm a coach? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm a coach. I'm taking two weeks off. Because <laughs> yeah. I almost got, and I, I wish I did, I almost got my C license because I played in college. I didn't, wouldn't have had to do the E or D back in the day. I could have gone straight to the C. And my wife looks at me and she goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> you think you're spending more time on soccer? And you know, she really wasn't wrong. Like, I got three kids in diapers at home. Like, and you're going to disappear for two weeks? I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of want to, but obviously I didn't. <laughs> but, 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 you know, she was right. You're not doing that. Like, you know, and that's when, you know, so I, even right now, I, I look at those calendars. I'm like, nope, I got tryouts starting August 12th. I got, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Now I, you, you want it to be all inclusive. You want it, but. Uh, and and that's where I, I it would be great. I don't know what it takes to host your own C course, hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Would you do it over four weeks and do it every you know four hours in the evening, or do it in a gym? And you know, quite frankly, we'd go from eight p.m. to midnight, right? I mean, I would do that, you know, because I can do that and do my job, you know, or whatever it is. But it's so hard. We all have different schedules, you know. But yeah, it's it's expensive often, and and you know, John, I'm in the same boat. So okay, so ATD very graciously will pay for it, right? That's twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, eighteen hundred bucks, whatever. It is. But we got to travel there and stay in hotel. Well, that's not reimbursed, nor should it be. So that's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. So yeah, that's probably a that's a point that could be restructured that you think would help probably get more coaches which would in turn grow the game, the game like, yeah and come locally to be able to yeah. more and i would i'm gonna say it, more diversity too in my opinion more bring more diversity in this yeah game. although you know i you, you, and i don't i don't know the numbers it'd be really interesting um you know you 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 know just like look at atd right and not all of us are licensed but you know you know Latino, African American, African American. Perfect example. F females, um, right? You know, awesome. I mean, we have a tremendous mix. You know, a picture of all our staff <laughs> and be like, send it to you or something. Be like, diversity right here. Use that as your logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, it really is. I mean, you know, which is 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 awesome. And, and you know, and I, and I love soccer in the sense that I don't think, I, you know, nobody. I don't think twice about it. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe you're more conscious, John, than, than I am about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go, oh, I coach with this black guy named John. Like, you know, like, I don't care at all. When it comes to soccer, think, the only thing I'm conscious about soccer is the ball and the game. I don't, none of that stuff matters. You know, and I think that the, the term colorblind is stupid, but you know, to a degree, I, and, and look, let's not be dumb, right? There's, there's prejudice, there's racism, there's judgment everywhere. 
right? And let's be honest, we all judge, right? Here, right? But agree with you, like I'm on the soccer field. I don't, I don't think girl, boy, tall, short, black, what? I'm on the soccer field, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. When you step on this field with me, I tell them all the time. You better get your game fit. Your game face on. You got to get. You got to be able to go. Right. I mean, I think, and John, part of your coaching because you do. By the way, um, Nicole Letman give you a, gave you a very big compliment, but is your passion shows through, right? And I had a dad come to me one time. He goes, I, "I can tell you're passionate." He goes, "I don't understand a thing you're saying." He goes, "I can tell you're passionate." I'm like, "Can I take that as a compliment?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a compliment. Like, you know, but it's true. Like, hey." It's my happy place. Like, and I tell team, respect your teammates because I'm not putting up with any of your stuff, especially with girls' teams. Um, you know, because the mean girl crap I will not have. And respect the game. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. And and the kids need that. You know, we talk about the mentoring or whatever. I think I'm, you know, John will disagree a little bit because I like to yell at John. But, you know, I think generally I'm a nice guy out there. But certain things... No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not going to talk to a teammate that way. You're not going to talk to me that way, right? And the kids need that because sometimes they're not getting that at all. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so we talked about, we, we already started talking about, you know, some of the things we were not, I mean, we would like to see some changes regarding, for example, you know, pricing and in, in, um, in the U.S. soccer licenses. So, is there anything you want to add in terms of what you, the changes you would like to see? You know, you've been in the game for so long. You've played, you've coached, you've been president, you've been on the board. What, are there anything else you would like to see change in the game to make it kind of, to have, make it more accessible? I'm going to say yeah. accessible. Yeah, it's interesting because Hope Solo had the really good point of, and, and say what you will, but she has some very good soccer development thoughts. Mm. Um, you know, I know she's had other issues, but um, she's like, today, I wouldn't be a soccer player because I didn't have the money to pay for that. Mm -hmm. You know, now, she's probably talented enough. Somebody would have spotted her <laughs> and helped her out. But that said, she's right. Like, you see the cost of this stuff, right? So right away, even without our coaching fees, club fee, soccerplex field fee, right away. That's pricing out what percentage of this county. Yes. And by the way, it isn't that I don't have that money to pay for that. I have five kids. Not all five of them are doing this. Yeah. Right? I mean, these families make decisions. I talk, you know, everyone thinks, oh, everybody in Montgomery County is rich. No, 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 no. <laughs> talk to a lot of very well-grounded people. They're like, Lance, I have six kids. You think I'm doing playing travel soccer with all six of them? Like, and they're they, they kind of have their shit together. Like, they're going to play classic. They're going to do this. They're going to play rec basketball. They're going to swim. They're going to enjoy sport. And they have a very grounded opinion of it. And hopefully they're good enough in what I may play in high school. They can't afford to have six kids playing travel sports. Can you imagine? Yes. And how you can do that with two parents? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just it's no way. And it's just silly. So, yeah, and it's funny. I had a guy at Starbucks say to me, he goes, you know, in our day, Lance, like one kid played travel soccer. He goes, what are all these kids doing? <laughs> How did you kind of selling a lie, right? 
from my elementary school, I played travel soccer. From my middle school, three kids. Why did you do a Richmond? And they were the best, right? And there's another kid, great baseball player. Another kid, great basketball player. After that, a couple kids play, play some high school football. That's it. Right. So how did you do with Richmond and your daughters? Like, did you find, I mean, so. No, I screwed up. I screwed up. Richmond was on the perfect developmental path. It was perfect. Rec, classic, travel, high school. Beautiful. You know, I didn't push him. He kind of almost pulled me. Right. Um, it was nice because I'm a pick on Richmond. Wasn't like he sucked when he was in second grade. My point was he wasn't like, ah, I want to play soccer. You know, he was not that yet, right? Um, but then with my girls, I brought them to classic because everybody was going to classic, you know. And I always make a you know, I'm a I love this shows my maturity level. I love Billy Madison movies. And you know when he's in uh, or, or Adam Sandler movies and Billy Madison, he's like, stay young as long as you can. Right? <laughs> yep. and, and by the way, Dale, Dale did that to Richmond at a Whitman practice. <laughs> and you can see that, right? But I always say, stay wreck as long as you can. Stay wreck. But in terms of the money aspect, you know, we talk about, you money know. aspect, wreck's cheaper and wreck's a beautiful thing. John, you and I should just go watch a MSI wreck game and you'll go. <laughs> Wow, this is freaking awesome. Parents aren't screaming. People are just, they're, they're getting exercise. And by the way, there's some, that's like a, there's some red kids that can play. Yeah. Right? I agree. Some red raps. Why the rabbits? I was that red player. Why <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so this whole, and Raphael, that's why I was so happy when you're like, yeah, I played rec. I'm like, it's great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't you? Like, so I think this whole push to classic and travel is ridiculous, ridiculous, right? So I think we are almost offering too much. I think that makes sense. You have to have such a large, you, you want that large rec basis where you can get as many kids as possible. And then obviously from that, you'll get the, the talent that shines. That yeah. can go so they, they should climb through the ranks based on passion mm. and love. Thank you they're not right. right and so that's the one that i love with my son richmond i think we actually followed that model oh right when yeah. he now yes part of it was through his dad being a coach and that sort of thing but yeah. he grew to love the game right? yeah. and yes. it's so awesome like i talked to him on the phone when he was in college and he's like and i crossed it and you would have thought he had played in a world cup game he played in a he played in a co-ed game at Tulane. But you know what I mean? That's the beauty. That's the beauty. Like, you know, the, the championship I had the most fun with coaching, my daughter's rec team. Because it was a bunch of, it was like a kind of a team that we, like a bunch of girls had quit. So we have all these new players. And I put this team together. It was like, they improved so much. It's like the great, I was more nervous coaching that championship game than high school. Because like, I wanted it so bad for those kids. So, you know, any level of play is a great thing. And I think, I think, we've, I think we've lost that. I think that's what we've lost, mm. you know. Um, all these travel leagues are a little bit unnecessary, <laughs> right? If everybody stayed rec, that level of play could be quite good. Right. Right. Top division of rec would be quite good. Right, really good. And you know, like you say, mix that with coaches being licensed, bang. Yeah, you can't, 
sure. how could you ever turn it back now? Yeah. So when I coached, so look at the, John, I think we talked the other day, look at MSI's classics tryout pages. Right. And, and, and by the way, you know, we're ATD, we're, we're a professional organization. So this is not a criticism. One out of 20 is a parent coach. Everything's professional organizations. Everything is. At, at the classic level, you know, I don't, it's not necessary. Yeah. You know, and by the way, a lot of people go, oh, these Bethesda parents, they just want to brag that their kid, no, no. Can you imagine being a parent trying to figure this crap out right now? <laughs> I mean, I can't even figure it out. Crazy. I remember I had some woman say to me, I don't know the difference between a league or a club or an MRM or an ECI. And I don't want to learn. I said, you're a very smart lady. <laughs> you're very smart. Just send your kid and just don't even bother with it. It'll, just, it'll give you a headache. Yeah. So I, I think it's overdeveloped in Montgomery County and I would say the entire country. Um, I love that we're organized. I love the kids get the experience of tournaments. I love that, but, but I hope people aren't fooling themselves that they're playing a top level when they're not. Mm -hmm. They're spending an awful, awful lot of money that in, in hindsight, if we go back 20 years, is unnecessary. Why leave Montgomery County? Why are you leaving Montgomery County? There aren't enough people here. There's not enough good soccer players in Montgomery County. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. That should be the purpose of travel soccer. My team traveled because we were that good. Right? I mean, we were that good that, hey, we, we deserved. the best in Montgomery County. You were the best in Montgomery County. So we deserved to travel. Okay, that's what we needed. That's part of our it's, development. It's so funny. You know, I have my boys team and we're playing, we're playing MSI Academy on it. Oh, coach, we're playing Academy. And I'm like, that's just the name, guys. Yeah. They're just like you. It's just the name, right? And also, what an, what an overused word. <laughs> academy this, Academy this. I'm like, I mean, what does Academy really mean? To me, you live there, right? <laughs> like the Bradenton Academy, you live there. You're playing multiple sports, you have trainers, you're eating, you're, you're educated there, right? So that would be the other answer, John, is let's buy a farm up in Hagerstown and truly <laughs> create an academy and have 30 coaches live there and they're getting licensed there and everything and they sign a contract and you're going to live here at this academy for three years and when you walk out, you'll be a B-level coach, you'll this, that, and you will have worked here, we'll have guest speakers, we'll have whatever, and get the best players in all of Maryland, Pennsylvania to come there. Academy, right? But that's us then trying to do what everyone else does. We can do it better, right? We can do it better. Everybody, we can do it better. I can do it best. I do it better than Toka. I do it better than Britam. I do. We can do it better. So then we end up being those same people. Right. <laughs> now, I personally believe we can do it better. But <laughs> right. so. And I think I. I believe that the answer is, you know, in community-based programs. Not that in a given community, you have, competition is good, but you have all these like 10, 20, 30 different, different academies, say. Well, John, question for you. So you grew up in an area where 
in some ways I'm jealous because you were you were my youth where we went and played pickup, right? right? We played tackle football. We played and we could organize games and we could be playing yeah. in three seconds. I mean, I'm saying, sure, boom. That's all we did. That's all we did. We had no parents. We had nothing. We just played pickup. So you could do that. And in some ways, I'm quite envious because even take my son, organized practice, organized practice, organized practice, organized practice. Now, often I let them scrimmage and let them be kids and make right. their own teams and, and that sort of thing because I think all that's important. But what are you lacking in that community soccer? Because you actually had community soccer. Right. It's right. a little bit of – I always look back and I, I'm so grateful that I was able to – you know, play pickup like this on any given day. Like you walk to the park three blocks away, right? Any given day. I wish we had a little, little structure. Just a little. But like that much. I mean, especially until a certain age, right? By through elementary, through sixth grade, seventh grade, you don't really need much structure. No, it's just been nice. A few corver move, a few corver moves when you were in second grade. A little bit of this. But, you know, you're playing the game and experiencing it, do, developing your own game, like, you know. Right. And, the, right? and the, beauty about, the beauty about that structure is that, you know, when you bring structure, you don't need, like, all these different people for enter, different people. You have one, two people that create the structure, but then if someone doesn't show up in the community, it's like, okay, where were you at? You didn't show up. We, had, we were playing at this time of the day. You didn't show up. Where were you at? Okay, I was helping my mom with something. Okay, that's reasonable. I was I had this to do, but now you're keeping you're keeping tabs on on all these. I'm not keeping tabs on them, but like. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But you you are. You don't want to lose them. Right. Right. You know where people are. You know that this is the time when we play, when we have fun, and then we go. We 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 do we do our homework. We do our schoolwork. We go to bed, and we repeat the, the next day or two days after that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because so. That's one thing. Like with U.S. soccer, what's our style of play? We don't have that. We don't have that culture. Yeah. Right. Brazil plays this way. Italians play this way. Germans play. It's so funny because I watched the man, the man, you, uh, the Man City thing on uh, Amazon. You watched yeah, that with yeah, Pep, yeah. right? And then have you watched the Borussia Dortmund one? It's it's subtitled, but it's so funny because you get Pep and he's the, 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 the German one. You have to be able to run. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, but hey, Germans play nice soccer. The Dutch, they got their issues going on, but they play this, right? What's our, you know, and Klinsman, I actually love Klinsman a lot. He made a huge mistake when he said, oh, the U.S., we, we won't win the World Cup this year. You can't say that to Americans. You can't say that to us. You, you can't ever say that, right? You, Right, we, we you, that's unacceptable. That's that, so. You want to talk about our culture? We we do refuse to lose. <laughs> right? Right? Stupidly so sometimes, but we do refuse to lose. I, made a big, I was I was not offended by that because I knew what he was saying. But as an American, I was offended by that. Maybe offended something, but I realized I'm like, you shouldn't have said that <laughs> because. We, were, we don't we don't accept losing very well. That's a credit to us. But what is our style of play? What do we have? Right. So that could be generational. But where's it going to come from? I don't know. I love that we are a melting pot. It should be the best of all. But what? 
We should be the best. What's U.S. soccer teaching? What are we emphasizing? What? I don't know. W would I know if I took the A license course? No. No, probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. no. And, 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 you know, John, it's a valid question to ask Matt, you know, because he's now taken the course. I don't think he's... It's in my head. When I say he hasn't passed yet, I don't mean that. He, he hasn't finished it yet. Um, I'm sure he'll pass, but... Um, but you know, do you have a sense of U.S. soccer? No. If you took that course in Germany, you think you'd have a sense? Yes. Yeah. In Brazil? Yes. Right. Italy? Yes. Right. So you know, I think that's as much as anything for U.S. national team to be better. What's our identity? Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Berhalter is going to get us there either. Mm -hmm. Another conversation. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have time for that. Um, so, so yeah, you know, you you've given us a lot of truth, really. You've given us a lot of. Um, I wish I had all the answers. <laughs> from your own experience, you've given us a lot. You've given us. Um, we have. We have, now. We can. We gotta say okay. We've touched on these. These array of uh, topics regarding U.S. soccer. Um, we haven't started the conversation by any means. I'm sure someone else started. Much, much more started. But we, I think, I think today we contributed to the conversation in terms of getting yeah. more put a thing. Well, and, and I think it's you know conversation we should keep having. Yeah, I, we, we, I, we need to, to pressure ourselves to be better, to do more. All right, all right, gentlemen. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank for, you. Big for thank everything. you for, for coming. Yeah. Out. My pleasure, Raphael. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I say, you know, everything we'll we get together about. and and uh, go dancing sometime. <laughs> sure. I don't know, man. Who might get kicked out? <laughs> Who might get? We're like, oh, uh, you with that guy? Like, we don't know him. We don't know him. <laughs> I don't know that guy. You know that guy? I'm like, John, Raphael, oh, ignoring no. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you again, Lance. Yeah, um, my pleasure. It was great, guys. I appreciate it. It brought back a lot of old thoughts. Yeah, and did I tell you, you know, you don't have a thousand emails next week. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to his email. If you got a hate mail, send it to him. Um, no, but um, I'm, I'm hoping we can get together again and talk on another topic because uh, you, you seem to have experience and experience and experience yeah. and truth. And yeah. well, we could do an intense coaching one, John. And I, I would love that. I, like youth, youth team. Like I have certain things I, you know, we we've learned and certain ways of doing everything. And parents and refs and put and you know, we could have like an intense kind of coaching one, which would be I think would be really good. All right, all right, guys. This this was the this was the podcast. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Right. Have a great weekend, John. We'll be in touch next week. All right, all right. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. I know.